Ready to do a countdown, Tom? Sure. Go for it. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Now, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan I got a plenty from Poland but none from Sudan Or from Fiji or Uzbekistan Stamp collecting happens when we dream together Live from nowhere, this is the award-winning stamp show here today, episode number 169 I'm Cash. I mailed in my monthly update on the Y2K problem. There is still a lot of paperwork to do. While doing it, I wondered, do you think that when they asked George Washington for ID, he just whipped out a postage stamp? You must leave our village. Your Kung Fu is no good here. This is Scott. And this is Mark, and I've been tapped by the Trump administration to be stamp czar. Ooh, cool. Power to the max. This is Tom. That means your job's going to last about, what, three and a half weeks, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any money to pay Stormy Daniels, so maybe less than that. Well, let's get down to it. We don't appear to have any news today, so uh, we're going to discuss bisects today. Bisects? Hey, Mark, what's a bisect? Uh, oh, you mean stamps. I thought this podcast was taking a real turn. Uh, bisect is a fractional usage. Um, it's the use of a portion of a stamp. Stamps are sometimes cut in half or some other fraction and placed on an envelope in an attempt to pay postage equal to one half or other fraction of the face value of the whole stamp. Occasionally an approved practice, sometimes tolerated, especially when there was a shortage of stamps in the needed denomination. Fractional usages are generally collected tied on cover. One half of the stamp is known as a bisect. Hold on, hold on. Ah. You read that incredibly fast. Yes, you did. Now, here's my question. Should you read it slower, or should I just go ahead and go with that? Just go with that, and we'll dissect it. Okay. We'll dissect the bisect. (laughs) (laughs) So, a bisect is a stamp cut in half and used on mail. Or some other fraction. Or some other fraction, but generally half, either diagonally, horizontally, vertically, some such. And in the U.S., that would have to be authorized by the Postmaster General? I think 
just a postmaster in the olden days. Well, but if you have the postmaster in one city that authorizes it and it arrives in the next city, does that postmaster necessarily know that he's supposed to accept it? Well, actually, if you go back to the 1840s and 1850s, they marked the envelopes. So if you had a uh, three-cent rate and you used half of a five-cent stamp and half of a one-cent stamp, I mean, nobody did, but I'm just making it up. Um, What the postmaster would do is he would rate the envelope either paid or unpaid. So the cover would get a paid marking on it. When it got to the other place, really, the other place never knew anyway because it would just be marked. It could have been marked with, like I said, a two and a half cent stamp and a half cent stamp for three cents, or he could have given three cents cash or something like that. So but, but the that, early that's ones a, wouldn't have had a problem That's with a, that. a paid marking telling the postmaster he doesn't have to worry about computing it and right. it's already been covered. But in the era of prepaid postage, which, then, is, which is with stamps. 1857. Right. How is the next postmaster going to know whether he was assessed postage due when he turned it in or not and they may not they may not have marked it they may not have had postage due stamps that is a really good question after 1857 before 1857 well, before 1857 it was always on the sender to mark paid if it was unpaid then the receiving postmaster knew to collect the money before delivery and in the united states the really the only bisects that ever you really see is where they took a 12 cent stamp and they cut it in half to make a two a six cent rate, which was a double two ounce or double one ounce rate. It was a two ounce rate for six cents. Well, but e- even those are uh, very scarce. Very scarce. Yeah. I mean, I have a I have a 12 cent stamp that was quartered for a three cent rate, which was not accepted. Yeah, that's interesting. And. Uh, at a certain point, the little piece of paper gets too small. <laughs> well, yeah, and there, and there, it's hard to tell what's on it as well, yeah. well. Well, that's the other thing is, you know, you put a quarter of a stamp. It could have very well been you just chopped off the half that had the cancel on it. Could be. Yeah. And, and which sometimes did happen, and people tried to get those through the mail. Now, they were, like you said, they were sometimes authorized by individual postmasters, but... Um, Oh, hey, look who's joining us. You are now joining our program, already in progress. Hey. Hey, there you are. Hold on. Too late. <laughs> I need to shut things off in my remote studio. I like Cash. <laughs> yes. I have a question. Certainly. Okay, and the question is this. Here it Do you comes. happen to have a slabbed three-cent stamp? I have quite a few slabbed three-cent stamps. Any particular three-cent stamp? Uh, so long as it's U.S. Yes, there's a story. Okay, tell us a story. You're interrupting our bisect conversation. We will resume that as soon as this story has completed. Oh, 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 very, very interesting. I've got all my recording equipment all set up in here, and here comes my boss, Frank. 
and he's also what's all this and i said oh this is you know, our podcast and he says so what do you podcast so i told him but you guys do and he said can you get any of those like three cent stamps and i said i can probably get them to you for half face just you know to be an ass <laughs> and he said you know because when he came to this country he remembers you know the stamps being three cents which of course are obviously not now so if you have one slabbed I am sure that I can find a slabbed three cent stamp. Find out what year he came. Yeah, that's a good. Find out what his birthday is. What what day he <clears throat> no, came? No, what, we'll what, what to... year he came, so yeah. that we kind of have a stamp that he might remember. Yeah. Well, he's Berlin Airlift, so if that tells you anything. Forties. We can slide. I think Late I have 40s. a slab. Late forties. I have 50s. a slabbed one dollar air uh, Berlin Airlift. Yeah, but that was issued nineteen sixty eight. I think. Oh. Mm-hmm. How old was oh, he? No. He, how no, old was, was he when he came over? Yeah, that was twenty nine. Like Ten. Huh? Yeah. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Late forties, yeah. something late forties, early fifties. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll find some. Very cool. So we're discussing bisected stamps, and you've bisected our conversation. It's what I do. Where okay, was so I? So we get on. Don't bother. There's no script. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bother. This is a <laughs> Yeah. So make something up and okay. be pithy. So if I took a ten cents or a uh, fifty cent stamp and cut it in ten pieces, I could use it as a five cent stamp. Or better, if you got a six cent stamp, you could cut it in half and give it to Frank as a three center. Ooh, ooh. Two or I could take centers. a dollar stamp and cut it in a hundred pieces and use it <laughs> for a one cent stamp. <laughs> you don't even have stamp tongs that small to do that. <laughs> challenge well accepted. i don't know maybe Scott uh, so in the united states other than the 12th center what bisects have you seen um well i've seen philatelic usages of, yeah of the four bureaus those don't count um i've seen bisected uh 10 cent stamps the 1847 10 cent stamp mm-hmm. it's got number two aren't there bisected postage due stamps no, I, because they were generally kept in the post office. And not only that, th- those were accounting paper more than actual uh, postage usages. Right. So generally, if they didn't have postage due stamps, they would just note it on the cover. Right. Obviating the need for a, a stamp. Were you waving? No, she's just making noise. She's on the phone. Yeah, I know. She's making no, I'm the, not. I'm back. No. Uh, <laughs> well, stop you know, making hold noise. on a second. Let me, let me bypass my calls. All right. So, uh, bisects have been created by cutting a stamp in half, generally in half, but sometimes smaller pieces. When, what other, other than for philatelics? For use, usages, U.S. stamps? Yeah. Uh, Actually, for anything. Well, uh, you see them for foreign countries every now and then. I don't see any that are not halves. Well, um,. You look in the Scott catalog, and you'll see there's a quite a few in the early classics that were bisected that are have got values on cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as ones I've seen, I haven't seen that many. I I have not seen any bisects that were not halves. No, no, I haven't seen anything that wasn't. Other than a half, except for that one quartered stamp that I had, which, which is obviously not genuine usage. Yeah, so, yeah. 
Um, well, well, I have some some looking around I've been doing while you guys were talking, and I found a little bit of an interesting article on Linz that might add a little bit to it. Ooh. Give Linz a punch here? Yes. It says, uh, the use of bisected stamps has a long and not entirely honorable history in the United States. That's true. In the early days, bisected stamps are seen frequently enough among U.S. stamp issues to be recognized by the Scott Specialized Catalog of United States Stamps and Covers. However, after 1879, there are no such listings. And this isn't because the bisects were no longer being used, but they were explicitly banned by regulation. Oh, yes. So 1879, they are verboten. The thought behind this was that it was too easy to cut apart a stamp that had a cancellation that did not cover the entire stamp and then used uncanceled portion as valid postage on a new envelope. Wow, it took him that long to realize. Well, actually, our friend Alan Bush, shout, shout out to Alan, he gave, hey, Alan. He gave uh, me a cover that had a U.S. number 11 on it. But it wasn't a U.S. number 11. It was a two U.S. number 11s cut in half. One of them had the cancel on the left side. The other one had the cancel on the right side. The person glued the two stamps together to make one whole stamp <laughs> and then reused it. And it also w is interesting because it was on a real estate cover. So it was a broker, a real estate agent trying to rip off the post office. The second interesting thing is that it's a, the left side was a U.S. number 11 and the right side was a U.S. number 11A. So the left one had uh, no outer, uh, inner frame lines. The right one did. So it's a neat little combo cover. Yeah, I I found a com uh, combo cover like that. Well, it's not a combo cover. It was just a, uh, a covered like that where two halves were pasted together. But it was from the 1920s. Mm. Well, now there is a period when bisects were sanctioned. The Postal Service Act of February 28th, 1925 increased the third class printed matter letter rate from one cent to one and a half cents that was effective uh, April 15th of that year. And this was the motivation for issuance of the one half cent Nathan Hale stamp, which is uh, Scott number 551 that came out on April 4th. How quickly and widely the one, the one half cent stamps were distributed is a question, but it is evident they did not reach the smallest post offices in time for the April 25th date. Interesting. So uh, other than the U.S., bisects uh, from foreign countries are not only a little more common, they were occasionally authorized. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, the stamps themselves were perforated down the middle of the stamp to make it easier to separate. And sometimes they were overprinted with uh, half the denomination on each half, and sometimes they weren't. But it, it's kind of interesting when you catch uh, something like that in a in a, an accumulation or a collection. It's kind of neat. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, I forget whether it was uh, Antigua or Grenada. One of, I know it was a Caribbean-British holding, and it's exactly that. It's a key plate, a Victoria head key plate, and it's got the perforations down the center. On, on one side, it says one quarter. And on the other side, it says one quarter. And it was a one half penny stamp that was divided into quarters. Well, it was divided in half. Yeah, it was divided in half for quarter pennies. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, which I believe is a farthing. Is that a farthing? No. Quarter of a penny? Um, I seem to recall uh, something from the Portuguese area. And I don't know if it was Brazil or some such country where they they actually perforated the stamps diagonally to accommodate separation of the stamps. Very few of them were, were done diagonally. Uh, most of the most of the ones where they added perforations were done vertically, and that generally was because the value was printed on the lower either upper right or lower right corners, and so by separating it vertically, you would actually see the denomination, the original denomination on each half. Mm. Yeah, good. good Whereas point. if you separated it horizontally, you wouldn't know. Yeah, a farthing is a quarter penny. Ah. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Aha. So, learn something new every day. Yeah, if you ever want to buy something with a farthing. Like go down to Mexico and try to spend one peso. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Stamps that are divided into more than two parts are sometimes referred to as splits. Stamps have been divided into three parts, trisected, and four parts, quadrisected. Does it say where? Uh, it does not say where. Well, because I know that the uh, you have the Mecklenburg German stamp that was actually printed to be quartered. Yes, it was. Uh, so you have one whole stamp, and then you well, can cut it into little pieces. It's basically four tiny stamps. All stuck together, all, yeah. All, because it's an imperfect stamp. And so you, have, you just take four stamps for the full item, and then it was uh, eligible to be bisected or quadrisected. And those were... As needed. Microscopic. I mean, they, they got really small, which was an interesting thing. What, what I know Columbia had the really small stamps, but did somebody have stamps smaller than Columbia, the postal tax stamps? Um, well, I believe it was... Victoria or South Australia had some small stamps, but I think the ones from Colombia were just slightly smaller. You have, it, or they might have been the same size, but the ones from Australia were vertical, whereas the ones from Colombia are horizontal. Well, actually, the ones from South uh, Africa were not South Africa, South Australia. Oh, South Australia. I think you're right. You're right. I know what you're talking about. The little the half, little half penny, half penny uh, Victoria heads. Yeah. Hey, Tom, can you Google what's the smallest postage stamp? Well, for the U.S., it's got to be the 15-cent Dolly Madison and the yeah. and the, the Indian head penny. The Yep. Yeah. Yes, closely followed by the windmill booklet pane stamps. Those were all. That was a test size. They were actually testing out uh, to see if they could make definitive stamps smaller as a cost-saving measure so they could print more stamps on a sheet of paper, thereby saving money. Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> Actually, I like them. Oh, I think they're neat because they're um, you don't find them very often, yeah. especially in used collections. And then you have the exact opposite, which is the 10-cent Apollo Soyuz stamp, which is mm-hmm. so large that you can't sell them for discount postage because... <laughs> well, there's a number of large stamps like that. The Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, Lyndon Johnson, Eisenhower... Um, there's some wildlife. Yeah, but the Soyuz stamps. is bigger than those. Yes, it is. 
Yeah. Uh, haven't come across the smallest one yet, but it says one of the world's smallest stamps was issued by the Colombian Department of Bolivar in 1863. They are in the denomination of 10 centavos and one peso, measures only 8, and an eight by 9.5 millimeters. That's well, tiny. That's, pretty that's small. about a quarter, the quarter of a normal postage stamp, or a quarter of a definitive size postage stamp. Yes. Yeah. Our definitive our definitives generally wa- run approximately twenty two to by twenty five, so. And we have those numbers ingrained in us because we expertise coils. Well, not only that, because we create our own album pages, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to know the size of the stamp to be able to make the proper size box to mount it in. Yeah. So, I have a question. By definition. Take like the uh, the space stamp, the five cent space stamp. Okay. Uh, it was print. It's a picture that was divided into two stamps. That's a C tenant pair. A, a C tenant pair. Would that be technically a bisect? Uh, no, because each side was. Each side has its own has its own denomination. Yeah, but the bisects that they perforated down the center and they overprinted had denominations. No, that's, I think that's considered a continuous design because you're with a bisect, you're taking a stamp that's that's actually designed to be a specific value and you're cutting it in half, whereas these were actually designed to be separate stamps. So if it was a ten cent stamp perforated down the middle, and you used each side for five cents, then it would be a bisected stamp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You win this one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So pop quiz. How big do you think the world's largest stamp is? I'm going to guess because I think I know the answer on this. I think it's the record stamp from uh, Tonga. Right. The the stamp that you play on the record player. And how big is this stamp? Oh, geez. It's it's like six or seven inches, isn't it? You're not even in the ballpark. Uh oh. <laughs> Anyone want to take a stab? How in, big do you think the biggest stamp in the world is? In millimeters? Centimeters. Sure. Yards? <laughs> Feet? <laughs> meters? <laughs> Furlongs? Let's, Miles? Let's, let's, start with, let's start with meters. <laughs> meters, huh? <laughs> what? The world's biggest postage stamp currently is the Mother of Emirates postage stamp issued by UAE in 2013. It also holds the Guinness World Records for the largest postage stamp, coming in at 1.36 by 1.77 meters. Wow. What? Uh, so so a, a yard and a half by I, a yard I want and a one of they, the... They, they took the old version of uh, the parcel post stamps, and now you can really mail a person. You can wrap <laughs> them in the stamp and <laughs> wear it like a blanket. Yeah, they use them to mail camels. Just curious, <laughs> is it gummed or is it a self-stick? It does not say. <laughs> oh, we got to get one. Oh, yeah. Where does it come from? Uh, how much, UAE. What's the denomination? It doesn't say. I'm going to... For the re- it just said what the biggest stamp was. It doesn't so. say how much it's worth? No. And how, well, I'm wondering if they made more that than That article one. does not. That article was only specifically about... Yeah, it's a poster, basically. I'm, yeah. I'm curious if they made more than one. Or how many are on a sheet? <laughs> yeah. Well, that would probably be one. <laughs> 
One to a sheet. <laughs> I, I want a plate block. <laughs> an an eight foot by eight foot plate block. That would be wallpaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a stamp that is literally wallpaper. <laughs> Does it have a picture of it? Who's on it? No, I don't. I'm I'm gonna try and find it. Oh, okay. Literally, oh, yeah, it was just it that. was about it was a thing. It was on a another site, and it was have it was a, just an article about the world's smallest and largest. Yeah. Okay. So it didn't have that. Yeah, from a stamp collecting standpoint, you have to sort of differentiate between stamps that paid for postage and stamps that were used for accounting purposes. And so a lot of stamps that were used in other countries for accounting purposes, they were all sorts of weird uh, sizes. Like uh, in China, they have a special delivery stamp, which is actually four stamps. And there's one at the end paid the postage, and the other three pieces... They're all receipts. They were basically receipts in uh, uh, transport or transport markers. Right. And so that stamp for a long, 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 long time was the largest stamp in the world. Then, and how big was that one? Oh, it's about six inches long by about two inches, so it's about two by six. And then, a label. Yeah, then I remembered the uh, records when the records came out, and the record was, like, the largest stamp. And now these guys just blew it away by a hundred times. Well, yeah, but... I mean, what do you mail with that? Airplanes? <laughs> you know, I sometimes wonder, because I've been to the UAE, and and uh, I've, tr- I've tried to mail postcards and letters from there, and I had a really tough time actually doing that. I, you go to the post office, and they have a philatelic session. They sell you stamps. But that, but if you go in with a letter and you say, I want to buy a stamp to, to mail my letter, they just take it and they mark it yeah. paid, and they don't put a stamp on it. Yep. And uh, so unless you present pre-stamped mail, you don't get your stamps on your letters well, to same, be postally used. They do the same thing here. Yeah, that's true. They do, but I mean, you uh, go in and you have a little package, and but they didn't used to do that here. They I, do, they do it now, but yeah. this is more than twenty years ago. Yeah. And uh, I, I just thought that was kind of weird that you know I would try and do that as a tourist, and and they wouldn't sell me any stamps. And as a matter of fact, I walked into one local post office in a in a souk, and they didn't even have stamps there. Mm. The only place they sold them was at the at the main post office. Well, that's you know going back. That's exactly what we were doing in the eighteen fifties. Well, it's, it makes me wonder: is that possibly why the Scott catalog doesn't list those stamps because they don't consider them valid for postage? Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, clearly a one and a half yard by one and a quarter yard stamp was made for philatelic purposes. <laughs> well, I don't think it was even made for philatelic purposes. I think it was just made to get a world record. Yeah, the, I believe it was book. looking at it because I found a picture of it. It's a very large red poster hexagonal stamp. Oh, it's hexagonal too. Yeah. It's not even. <laughs> no. And it's, uh, it's red. It's got um, gold in the middle of it with white writing. Yeah, that's one big stamp. And I have... <laughs> When I was looking up images on it, I found packages with the same stamp. So obviously they put a they took a, a smaller regular version. issue stamp and they blew it up, 
or maybe the, or they or they issued that stamp and then they made smaller ones available for use as postage. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking it at the picture though, and it doesn't look that. It doesn't look like it's one yard by one yard. Well, but but the the photo. It, it, this one does. <laughs> I'm looking when at when it's on a giant thing with wheels. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just like a little picture frame holder. <laughs> no, that's on a floor with casters on it. Oh, jeez, it, it looks it looks like a little folder on a little. It, it looks big, but you know it's like less than twelve inches. I never realized. Yeah, they should have like a person standing next to it. it or, says, in celebration of Mother Day on twenty second March twenty thirteen, it was revealed. The largest postage stamp in the world dedicated to Mother of Emirates. H.H. Shika Fatima Bint Mubarak. In honoring her national and regional various achievements. Do uh, an eBay search on it real quick. What, you want to think it's, you think it's available on eBay? Oh, guaranteed it's available (laughs) on eBay. I don't think there was more than one made. It was given to this... Oh, so it's just one single stamp they printed? More than likely. Then it's not considered a postage stamp. Uh. Bisect that sucker. Yeah, there, there's a stamp <laughs> to bisect. No, if they just issued one of them and then it was never used, it's not going to be listed in the Scots catalog. That's their rule. That's pure phil- uh, philatelic usage. So anyway have any more comments about bisects or if you want to post an image of your bisect on cover or piece of course yeah why don't we discuss that a little bit because what now having a half a stamp versus having a half a stamp on piece makes well generally all the difference well generally uh one of the things you look for when you're determining whether it was authentically used as a bisect is first of all you want to see it either on the full cover or at least on the piece that it was uh, from from the cover, and you want to see the cancel tying it across the bisected uh, side. So if it's cut diagonally, you want it the cancel tied across the uh, diagonal cut. Yeah, because if it's not on cover and you can't confirm the rate then what you basically have is half a stamp yes it's not a bisect it's just and, and it's a badly damaged stamp correct i'd like to let you know that we might have just been flagged by the u.s government because the site that i opened that had the picture of people standing around the stamps is all in arabic uh-oh <laughs> i'm looking at the picture i'm like hey it's a cool picture i can't read a word on here well, but it is. it does have a picture of, like, a little family of three standing in front of it. And then it's like, oh, okay, I see how big this thing is. They were midgets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you couldn't find one on eBay? Nope. I have a funny feeling that it's not going to get listed because if it's the world's largest postage stamp, it has to be issued to the general public for the transmission of mail. I mean, for this, you know, I can beat that record by making a bigger stamp. 
and saying, aha, you know, I'm going to never use this stamp for anything and it'll count. It's like, nope, doesn't count. So what's the... There, fa- there's, a, there's a first day cover of, I guess, probably the actual stamp that was put in use. So, so Tom, what there is the face value of that large stamp? Uh, it did not say. Ah. Uh, I think it's like $2. <laughs> <laughs> 28,000 dinar. Yeah, and it, there is a first day cover. And that must be one hell of a big first day cover. More like a crate. So I think we've beat this dead horse enough. Any other st- stories? Anything going on with anybody? Uh, well, we got Westpex coming up at the end of the month. We do. That'll yes, be a do. that'll be a fun show. It's uh, one of the largest on the West Coast, up in San Francisco, just south of San Francisco in Burlingame, and that's the twenty seventh to the twenty ninth, or twenty sixth to the twenty eighth. It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday there at the end of the month. Twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth. There we go. I was right the first time. I have a shout out to Terry K in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Thank you very much for the blue Rutherford B. Hayes stamp. It's not peacock blue, but it was very, very, very blue. Thank you very much. Anything else? Petering out? Evidently. Peter's out. I guess that's mm-hmm. it. Oh. Bye, Peter. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from Not Landing, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still clown was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) (laughs) It's a descendant. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show Here Today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurfs, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode Ever. Oh, not even close.